232. This is Greg Duncan. And this is Gordon Buming. And this is Martin Woodward. Hey, Martin. That's like, dude, that's what, two shows in a row? Well, I might be turning up for more of these shows lately because it turns out I've got a new job. You got a new job? Yeah. So, um,. I, I am the vice president of the .NET Foundation now, which uh-huh. is interesting, uh, because um, over uh, Christmas there, I was talking with um, Laurie and Brian and Jamie and a few other people, and we were just, you know, chatting about stuff, and um, I was, you know, about doing some sort of community planning and things, and I was sharing with them some stuff I'd been doing on the .NET side and blah, 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 and they were like, hey, do you fancy coming back and working for us and helping with the community side of our team? <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, you know, well, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, but what you really need is is this kind of job and bring all the community stuff together. So bring, like, um, you know, Donovan and Anisha and Willie P and um, with a bit more stuff and kind of bring that together under, under one community team and then, you know, and, and kind of, form, you know, bring it all, all together and, and do it. And that sounds great. Do you want to, do you want to be the, do you want to run that team? I'm like, <laughs> Um, <laughs> let me get back to that. So then I was, uh, you know, I was chatting with chatting with people at home and things, and chatting with my wife, and you know, really, because obviously, you know, this is where my heart lies. Been missing this space and stuff. And um, there's a couple of things I was about to kick off on the, over on the .NET Foundation side. Um, and, uh, you know, I really wanted to get, we really wanted to get done. But I know if I, if I started on them. I don't like stopping things once I've started. You know, once you promise you're going to deliver something, I feel you have to see it through. Um, and there's a couple of things I was going to start, which were like two-year-long initiatives. I was like, Man, you know, this do I like if I t- if I say no now, then I'm definitely going to be on this for another two years. And you know, is this is this what I want? And then luckily, um, we chatted with John Galloway, and John Galloway was um, turns out he was available and um, coming up because you know he's interested in sort of changing roles and was asking around. And I was like, oh wow, that would be awesome if John Galloway was doing the um, executive director stuff. So uh, yeah, I thought, well, he'd do an amazing job at it. And, um, and you know, I trust him to do a better job than me on it, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, so I, I thought, well, let's give it a go. So I am um, the executive director of Donnet Foundation to John, and then we've been doing that for a few weeks, you know, doing the handover. And then I uh, started on the team this week. So um, first week in the job. So don't, don't expect me to know everything that's going on yet. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so basically just trying to uh, like... Um, Broaden the reach uh, of VSTS and develop a community, and you know, go go reach the parts we don't reach as well as make sure that the parts we do reach normally make sure our fans stay fans, and you know, and also go go reach the next bunch of people that don't know about VSTS yet, and let them know about it and tell them how awesome it is. So yeah, should be good. I'm looking forward to you guys' help as well, so it should be fun. Nice. So this yeah, is a, I mean, a new position. Yeah. Yeah, okay. brand new position. So I report to Laurie. Um, gets player B manager, so it should be fun. <laughs> so if you see Donovan and Willie and Anisha leave, then you know I've done a really bad job. So yeah, it should be great. <laughs> well, nothing. Not much has changed in the last two years. There's only been about 35 deployments to the service. Oh my god! Like in the old days, <laughs> two years it was about what you did on a product group. And I'm not saying this. I'm not saying it's bad, but because two years was about a typical you know version cadence. And so you could go away and then come back again, and you like you'd, you'd missed a version. And typically, you're left at the end of one version anyway, you know, because you again you like to finish things. So typically, you roll off towards the end of one version, you come back, you know, and if you came back after two years, you just missed a bit. Yeah, so much has changed. It's like um, you know when you go visit a city you you were a student in, and you kind of know everything, <laughs> and have really, and and you kind of know some of the people there, and know where things are. 
but everything's changed and got all swanky and you know there's like fancy coffee bars where it used to be some dive chip shop or something like that and uh, <laughs> everything's gone slightly on market and everyone's like loads more organized than they were when i was the last time out wow this is um yeah and this is the team's grown quite a lot as well so uh it's funny it's everything's sort of similar but it's all changed and it's all um, i'm at that you know the nervous excitement stage in the minute so um yeah see how it goes i'm quite excited though so and it's such a good team like yeah i could you know basically as long as i just let them get on and do their stuff <laughs> that, that's great and you know just keep out of the way basically is my, is my goal because <laughs> um, they're like you know yeah donovan's donovan donovan's just amazing you know nisha isn't as well known outside of like, mvp group and things she is amazing and then, obviously we all you know we all uh big followers of willie p's work on the show here so yeah how about that for a team i tell you it's pretty pretty good so quite excited that's the number one sign of a good manager. You hire good people or have good people working for you and then just let them work. But they're so much smarter than me. I know that's like what, the, what you're supposed to do is <laughs> hire people smarter than you and then keep out their way. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but it's not funny when there's like an order of magnitude better than you. But anyway, <laughs> I'll keep doing it until someone notices. It'll be fine. All right. Before we get to the news, um, I, I do want to give a shout out to Paul. Paul uh, had a uh, death in the family, and we don't want to go into details. Privacy. But Paul, uh, our, our thoughts, all of our thoughts and prayers, both my family's and I know uh, uh, Martin and Gordon, you guys feel the same. Yeah. Yep, take it, Paul. Let me share. Yep. See you soon. All right. Um, so to the news, uh, it, yeah, you guys all know how I like to hype my uh, Channel 9 work. Well, last week we did an epic oh. this week on Channel 9, and, and I just It was to, awesome. It has nothing to do with ALM or TFS or anything else, but it was just basically awesome. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. I'm not going to tell you who was on it. I'll have links in the show notes. But if you haven't seen it, uh, you, you basically just you have to just go go and watch it. And it's uh, 17 minutes long. That's all it is. Uh, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Did you guys watch it? I was really looking forward to that episode. When we're there, when we're at summits, I was chatting to some guys, and we need to do something big for a big number, like episode anniversary or something. And yeah, it, it, it was really cool. I saw that come up, and I was like, oh, "I'm driving." It's like pull over to the side of the road. I need to watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one to do. Yeah, I bet it was great. Very well done as well. So yeah, we're not we're not doing any spoiler alert, so that was cool. So um, yeah, well, do you want to jump into the uh, the 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 STS news then? The news. Um, the news news. So um, we just dropped um, a bunch of new usability improvements around um, the PR support. So uh, they landed. Um, you have to go switch them. You know, do the whole thing where you 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 switch things on. But if you go into um, click on your little you know your shiny avatar in the top corner, click on preview features, and then you can go in and switch on um, team expansion for notifications. So that allows you to come in and just basically they've improved the support as well. You know, for for team notifications on when it comes to pull requests. They've done a lot. Um, more UI around um, the reviewers' work as well, and how and getting approvers and doing all that sort of things. Um, helping you make um, comments and sort of action comments and say that you've done them. And then also, um, I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. I didn't know. Has this been in a while? But Markdown supported within the comments as well, which is really cool. Um, I didn't know that was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then they've done a lot of stuff. Um, 
they've been doing this for a while, but around, you know how they've done, they did improvements to sort of the history view and things, and they've kind of improved the, um, the updates view to show you any force pushes and any rebases and all that sort of stuff, and just generally, generally improved the UI and made it a lot easier to look at. And I've been seeing a few Twitter comments recently, you know, people giving the, the pull request features a try for the first time, um, and really, really liking, because it's, you know, it, People have probably seen and experienced on the experience on GitHub, which is good and everything. But right. the they've just it's it's they've just done a different pivot on it over in the um, in VSTS land, and it's a lot more focused around their experiences using pull requests, you know, in their own team and in in large teams, you know, like on the Windows side and things like that. And uh, yeah, so it's it, it's a lot more geared up to the typical team enterprise workflows rather than open source workflows, I think. So it's good. Did some work around um, commit filtering and just making it easier to, you know, filter on a bunch of different stuff so you can search and find things. And then um, finally, um, they've had GitHub build definitions in there for a while. Um, and I use that actually for some of my open source projects. Um, I'll have a, have a pro- the code hosted over on GitHub, but then I use VSTS to do the build and deployment, you know, the, uh, the um, CI and CD steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have that. Uh, but what that worked was wh- that was when it basically made it into a branch. And what they've done is they've added support, so you can um, you, you, you can build a pull request, and so basically you can do pre-merge validation of of stuff on GitHub. And we've had that feature for a long time over in VSTS land, but the they haven't had it in the GitHub build support. So they've, they've added that in, which is quite cool. One of the things we're actually fight, we've been fighting with over on the .NET team and trying to figure out what we're doing over that side because obviously they have a very big build infrastructure and it's quite an expensive build infrastructure because once it does a build, it goes and you know, runs a bunch of verification tests and builds it on lots of different platforms and tests it on all those platforms and things. So it, it, it's quite it's, it's a non-trivial amount of money to do per build, you know, and you can actually measure it. And we did, we have to, because all the build servers are in Azure, so it's very easily measurable. Um, And we like to do pre-pull requests. You know, you do basically uh, build verification on pull request rather than on merge, because you want to make sure it's going to work before you press the merge button. And you want to give people feedback as quickly as possible if their pull request is good or not. Um, So we have all that set up, but it's an interesting thing where somebody can... You know, anyone can create a pull request and like use build resources. And do you want to do a build for everything? And you know, because it is this cost you're paying. So yeah, right. it's an interesting problem that we're trying to work through. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's you know, it have some of the stuff here. So it's all good. And then, sorry, I'm just I'm just going through a bunch of stuff here. There's quite a lot. Um, the um, when you're going through and doing. Um, working directories when it comes to the build agent. Um, you can set those agent pools to go and periodically clean up the stair working directories and like you know flatten them down and things. So uh, that gives you the ability to kind of um, have a like a halfway house between you know a build agent that's completely stateless and then one that like maintains some maintains some caches but um, doesn't you know but does clean it down periodically as well so those caches don't get out of date or don't what what's more common is don't run out of um, disk space and things like that so yeah and a lot of stuff around agent selection agent improvement and um, yeah a bunch of other things there and they've updated the package management experience which I haven't played with much yet but I'm going to go have a play with that some more um, this week so uh, yeah so that's all all been good anything else in there as well that um, that caught your eye. 
that agent cleanup. I, I really like that. Okay. Yeah, that, that, it's it's those little kind of things because it's easy if you have a lot of builds, you're they're going to get stale or they're going, you know, your your builds. I've been doing a lot of builds. Oddly enough, been doing this podcast for how many years now? But now I've been spending a lot of my time in TFS creating builds with Build Vnext, the new builds and release mm-hmm. management stuff, and uh, setting up agents. And and my buddy Oscar, who I have to do a call out every show because he's a yep. compatriot in crime. And uh, you know, between us, he's doing the TFS 2017 and you know, documenting that, getting all that update, and, and I keep the day-to-day stuff running. And uh, uh, it's just easy to spin up a build. You know, you clone a build and, and knock it out and play with it, and then you, you know, well, I made some changes. I want to keep this around for a little while. So you name it like Z Bite Me or something so it goes to the bottom of the list and doesn't confuse you or anything, but the, an agent built it. So that build is going to get stale over time. Mm. And, and so this kind of thing is like perfect for that. You don't have to really worry about that. And I am pretty, you know, worried, not really worried, but I do check the machines, build agents every so often to make sure they're not running out of space. Uh, yeah. And it's one of those things. things are nice. Exactly. When, cause when, when the build stuff first came in, it came in and this is like Gordon remember this, but I think it was in like 2008 or 2010 or something. And the, the, you know, the ability to automatically clean up old builds. Yeah. And when that, you know, when that feature was added, that was such a huge savior because you know all the time with my uh, CC net, you know, CruiseControl.net builds, the build server would run out of space because it was archiving all these builds that weren't being used, and then you'd run out of space. So um, yeah, it's good that that's done. Um, actually, speaking of pull requests, um, uh, the, there was a good if if the pull request stuff is new to you. And you want to like a walkthrough of how pull requests should be used to do code reviews within a team using it? Then um, uh, Sabad has a cool post um, that basically is a good run through end to end of using um, a get pull request, the whole workflow, and how that all works, and how you do code reviews. And it's a nice, good, you know, um, over on the Donut Corey website, which we'll put link in the show notes. It's a good um, explanation of how it's all done. So yeah, I thought that was good and a good a good intro. If you're not sure and you want to, you want to, what is this pull requests of which you speak, you know, go, go and have a look at that post. Yeah. And then getting out of the, the, the magic land to the less magic, magic land um, for, for the on-prem stuff, which is where, where I still largely work. Um, Brian announced the other day, the release of RC2 for update one um, for 2017. So you can go grab that now. Um, it comes with a, a um, with a go live license. So the team will support you if things don't go great. Um, although most, I mean, I haven't had a, a bad update for well over a year now. Um, it's basically just click next and it does its thing and, and it all works. And then you get lots of awesome features like the new, that new landing page, which shows you all your, your stuff. Um, we've got, we've, we've got that now, which is awesome. Um, I'd, actually, when I installed that, I didn't realize that I had two pull requests and they were sitting in, in, in one of the repos that I hadn't looked at yet. Because <laughs> nice. before you had to know where your stuff was. Um, yeah, yeah that, that or, was, or a was really email alerts and things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So um, one of the things that always concerned me about TFS, both team services and TFS, and why, even though I've mentioned Jira in the past, and they have this product called Confluence, and, and, you know, that social experience, you know, we have markdown files now in TFS, but markdown is only so much. Essentially what I wanted, what I've wanted for forever was a wiki. I want a wiki Mm. just built in, not 
in SharePoint, which you could put it there, but that, I know, I just want it in the product. I want that documentation. I want all these good kind of things there. I want it easy for people to use. You know, anybody who's on a wiki should be able to edit it and tweak it and go forward with it. Well, the community stepped up and created one. You know, they, it's called the, the, the wiki extension. And they were playing with it. And I've actually had some email conversations with the guys behind it. And that was pretty cool. Microsoft, knowing that the push that everybody kind of wanted, they said, okay, do we build it ourselves or do we take something that's pretty damn close and own it? Well, that's what they did. They actually bought the wiki extension by Agile Extensions, and they're now going to use that to, or at least the basis of it, to provide a built-in wiki experience to both VSTS and TFS. And I thought that was awesome. That was exciting news. Definitely. I, w- I would say as well that like it's just, it's quite funny because um, there was a, I, you probably weren't there. There was the MVP summit before I went away. I think or like one year or something like that. And there was a bunch of stuff <laughs> on the social backlog, and oh. Wiki was on there. You know what I mean? In like the down the backlog, but down it was definitely something the team have been wanting to do for a while. Because I know because I put it on the backlog. But um, yeah, it's cool that like. They didn't get it done. The community stepped up and were able to plug it in as an extension. And then the product group went, wow, okay, awesome. Rather than than build our own, let's just go get theirs and make it available for everyone because we wanted to do that anyway. So, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, that's also one of the awesome things about the new Microsoft it's like, well, these guys have already done it. Let's just buy them and build, build on it. Not, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we can Brian build it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian team yeah, yeah. That's how I came into the company. And that's like the web, the whole web's access, wasn't it? You know, it was yeah. built by team playing before that as well. So, no, they, they've got a, a big history of doing that. But it's it's cool. I'm, I'm liking it. It's good. Yeah. And then our next news item, um, I think it's probably the biggest, uh, like, Microsoft conference of the year, I think. It was Ignite, I don't know. But yeah, so build 2017. Um, you can't go get your tickets because it's <laughs> sold out. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we deliberately didn't tell you until we got out. Suckers. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, in Seattle this year, which is pretty yeah. cool because that, that's... It's not. It's not on campus, right? It's no, a little no, it's ways in the off. Washington. Well, uh, yeah. Washington State Convention Center. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that is that is announced, is it? I was just yeah. <laughs> I was, I was just try, jumping to the website to check, but yeah, it's in the convention center, <laughs> which is cool. And we we're very used to holding events there because that's where we hold Tech Ready, which is the big um, the big internal build, if you like, you know. Or um, so yeah, so it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to going back. I'm I might be there. I'm not sure yet. I'm just um, helping pull together the what what our session should be for build so uh, uh yeah should be good and then the, you're not you're not you're not going are you gordon are you going greg uh, yeah actually i'm taking advantage that the mvps had a chance oh to, yeah you mentioned that yeah uh-huh. yeah so um I, I signed up now oscar don't tell david yet because i haven't told david who is my boss that i had to that I signed <laughs> up uh, because when we got those MVP codes, they were good for only 48 hours, and we had to do it before, right. like, February 6th, and, you know, and that was a Friday night. I didn't expect them to actually respond to my email so quickly, so it's like, okay, Saturday morning, I'm, you know, signing up for, for build. Uh, yeah, so Thank I'm forgiveness, ask permit, rather than ask permission. It's always a way to get <laughs> And I'm excited to actually be. I've never been to this venue before. Um, huh. My daughter's in, in up there in Seattle, you know, in Everett. 
because my uh, son-in-law is stationed there. So I might be able to see them. And uh, the big news, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show yet. I just recently got permission to say it, but uh, I'm going to be a grandfather again. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, awesome. With twins. Oh, Pregnant with twins. (laughs) Yeah. So thank God I can hand them back tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you be heading up to who's have they got any of it any family nearby or what's the deal uh yeah um my wife may go up there and uh, yeah. nanny for a bit i think she's officially due in july but she's going to see section in june so here in may she is going to be very very pregnant when, when wow I yep she'll be grumpy and very sleep deprived <laughs> Sorry, I have to go to a conference now. I'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But too much detail. I'm off to a conference. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, congratulations. Well, it's kind Thank of you. big and use the build. Thank but you. there we go. Yeah, no, it should be good. Hey, um, did you guys tune in? Uh, so .NET's 15 and Visual Studio's 20. Can you believe it? No. So um, they had a big event for that and sort of a big party. Um, uh, up on you know in Redmond um, last week, and then yeah, they got a few a lot of people together to sort of celebrate it. And um, Julie Lewison did a blog post about the whole 20th anniversary thing, which is a really nice blog post actually. It's not often it's not often Julia posts like that, you know. She's right. such a um, it was you know a very personal post from Julia, and she's like a really really like great person to talk with you know yeah she's she was my cvp i guess she's not now now brian is but yeah no she's just awesome and has so much history going back with the product and things it's just always good to sit down and chat with her about you know uh, how things have come along over the years and um yeah it was really really good blog post about you know some of the early stuff around visual studio and things but um in that blog post she also uh, dropped the news that um they, they we, we, we will ship visual studio 2017 on march 7th we, you know, we we will ship it that day. And we're like, okay, we better hurry up and do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that, I mean, we you know we're all quite late in the RC cycle now, and things things are coming together, thankfully. But um, yeah, it's it's good. So that's good. That's good. And March seventh, it would be my mum's birthday as well. So there we go. So it's a good day. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good. So oh, it's, everyone's getting quite like... excited about dropping. So it should be good fun. Yeah, it looks like a, a live streamed two day launch event. Launch.visualstudio.com yeah, yeah. on the seventh. So seventh and eighth, you can see like what Brian Harry, Miguel, Hanselman. yeah, and Donovan will be on, and Hanselman and Brian, and yeah, no, it should be really good. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. You know, there's lots of people getting up ready to to get. You know, there's going to be a load of people on campus that week ready to live stream things and going for rehearsals and things. So everyone's getting busy, getting prepared for it. So, no, I'm really, I'm really excited. This is going to be, uh, it's, I think it's going to be a good one. It, it's one of those, um, be one of those releases to get. You know what I mean? The uh, the 2000, I suppose 2015 has been out a while. Most people have upgraded to it by now. But there's a lot of things in there that were in the preview state in 2015, like .NET Core Support and things like that, 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 are, that are now tooling RTMs and all that sort of stuff in 2017. So, yeah, it's a real um, thing. A lot of things have changed under the hood in it, um, but in terms of performance, it's already... You know, when I if I have to fire up Visual Studio 2015 now, I'm like, oh, come on. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm so used to the performance of 2017 and things. So, no, I'm quite excited. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah, it'd be good. And the tie-in to the show is that TFS 2017 Update 1 is going to ship on the 7th as well. Mm-hmm. 
So it's all uh, all good stuff. Yeah, and like I say, there's some pretty cool things in uh, in VS 2017. Um, have, you, have you guys used NCrunch before? So it does like the live unit tests. Uh, no. years ago, yeah. So yeah, so they've, they've sort of got like a lightweight version of that in in VS 2017. So it like shows you in the margin um, like the lines that have been covered and stuff, which is quite cool. Yeah, no, very cool. And it's good was, to see Sarah Ford back as well. I work with Sarah quite a bit, and obviously I used to work with Sarah a lot, and uh, I've known her for years. So it was great that she made the trip over as well for the uh, for the the the, uh, the birthday. So looking at that screenshot on that the blog post, it's like Microsoft Internet Explorer three point zero point one or three point zero one. It's like, and then like also remind me of the days when they used to ship the the MSDN docs like with Visual Studio. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, I was just set on a separate on a separate CD-ROM. You can yeah. install the MSDN docs, and yeah, yeah, and then and then you had the option to install them or point to the internet. And you're like, ooh, internet, yeah. hey. So no, that was yeah. great. And this was, I remember buying the Visual Studio, no, sorry, the Windows 95 Plus back because that came with the that came with IE and the TCP stack, you know. And I was like, woohoo, let's go buy that. So anyway, yeah, and that's actually a good. I want to call it to the listeners on that one. How many of you guys out there, guys and gals, have your MSDN disk binders still? Oh like, yeah, the last ones or do, do, are they in the garage? Are they on your bookshelf? Yeah, send us an email. We'll give you the address. We should 10. have some pictures. Let's everybody tweet pictures. Or should we use the hashtag like uh, MSDN love or something like that? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to the attic and go grab mine. I love that. And I used to use those, um, you know, the little ring binder like things for the CDs. Yeah. I used to use them all the time and try and keep it all up to date because you would get too many discs and they wouldn't fit in your little folder, <laughs> and so you'd throw away the old ones. And oh, those were the throw days. away. Oh no, you put them in a, the box that the new ones came in, and you know, yeah. them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you had to get them all in the right thing, and you'd be well, really yeah. annoyed if somebody in the office had messed up and like confused operating systems with applications you might like mixing the yellows with the greens come on yeah, now you <laughs> that used to be the yeah. greatest opening I, it was I've like seen every other, month other guys bindings we're old guys I was, yeah. my kids don't even know what a CD-ROM is anyway <laughs> then they upgraded yeah, I've, the seen, I've seen other guys bindings but never had my own oh man um, I'm going to have to see if I can find a spare one now just to turn over to you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this isn't a Radio TFS if we don't talk DevOps. Now, I've got a couple articles here that that I thought were interesting because they're from kind of outside the normal realm of places that, that we've covered DevOps before. The first one is a closer look at DevOps adoption in the enterprise by Matt mm. Hilbert on Beta News. You know, BetaNews.com, you don't usually see a lot of DevOps stuff. So that's the one thing that struck out or stuck caught my eye. And uh, it's got a nice, relatively short post about DevOps from a like a higher level. If you have to talk to, I don't know if it would be your significant other, but you know somebody on your team and you're trying to explain a, a little bit about DevOps and, and, and what it means, uh, this is a nice article. Another one is uh, from Simple Talk, you know, the um, Redgate guys, and they talk about introducing DevOps to Farm Credit Services of America. So this is kind of like mm-hmm. a real world 
walkthrough of implementing DevOps in, in, into a organization and you know things that worked and things that didn't and why it happened, like the deployment time bombs and uh, you know talking about what defining what DevOps means and starting the journey and talking to the DBAs and the web admins and the developers and then the steps that they went through. So this article was from um, Bob Walker. And again, another nice one, not deep and detailed and prescriptive on how you do it, but it's kind of the stories around it. Hey, and yeah. DevOps. Yeah, talking about DevOps. <laughs> um, Colin, and I'm going to butcher his surname. Uh, I had it in my head. I'm not, I'm not even going to try it now. Yeah, I had it right, and then it, when I, the builder, I broke it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so Colin's got two posts um, about DevOps and sort of how um, practicing DevOps uh, sort of builds your architecture better. Um, it's, it's, I guess, similar to what the guys say about TDD, that while you practice that, it sort of um, defines your your application architecture better. So, I mean, he's got two quite lengthy posts um, going into, into details about uh, the tools and processes and, and like, pretty much everything um, about DevOps and how it helps um, sort of um, grow your architecture um, something that I found was quite amusing. I saw, so he, he moved to Northwest Cadence in Seattle um, sometime last year. And on his business card, it says DevOps Sologist. So I thought that there was some sort of a typo there. <laughs> um, but apparently, yeah, when he's like, cool. So title is like, ah, DevOps Sologist, like made, completely made up his own name. But now that's on his, on his business cards. And yeah, I thought it was quite cool. Nice. And you can't go wrong with the section title, The Love Triangle, Source Control, Branches, and Builds. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it's a strange form of love, but hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> well, speaking of DevOps again, um, the, 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 I don't know, he can't really call him the father of DevOps because he's, he's too young and good-looking to be a father. <laughs> but, but anyway, Donovan's uh, done a, um, a cool video. I don't know how he finds time for this. This is like, again, this is what I mean about like, the team. He's done a Visual Studio Toolbox video um, with Elliot Perry talking about the delivery plan extension, which is a really, um, if you haven't taken a look at it, it's a really um, cool extension to give you like a, a role view across teams and projects which is something people ask for and um what's good about looking at the video version you know looking at the toolbox is you get a demo of things and it's really neat because you can move up you know you can easily uh, drag tasks between sprints and kind of see different teams sprint schedules overlapping with each other and what one team's working on with another and just get that whole roll-up visualization that people have asked for quite a bit. And the UI is really, really, really impressive. And it, it was funny when I was looking at it, I was like, man, we've come a long way in extensibility from Diego hacking around and <laughs> going in and doing a bunch of, you know, it's really amazing what they've delivered in this extension. Right now it's free as well because they're in a preview mode. So, um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know what the plan don't know what the plan is for once it comes out of preview, but right now you can just install it and give it a try. So if you've got lots of, um, you know, projects working together, lots of teams, then, yeah, give it a try and see if, see if it's the role that you, you've been looking for. Yeah, so um, the next item we have is the continuous delivery tools um, for Visual Studio. So and the, the product team has been putting a lot of love into, into the web access, and, I mean, the web access is stunning. Um, mm -hmm. But now 
the the MS uh, Dev Labs guys have released an extension for Visual Studio that sort of brings some of that back to where the devs are. So I mean, some of the small things, and I mean, if there was an extension. Was it with the power tools that you used to install? Did you show you your, your broken builds, well, your build yeah. status yeah, the build inside? Yeah. Yes. So you now in the little status bar, you get the build notifications, um, and it also helps you set up your uh, continuous delivery pipeline. Um, so says, cool. Where, where's your source code? And helps you set up sort of the Azure resources to be able to um, set up your continuous delivery, and you do all that from Visual Studio, which is quite cool. Yeah, and the whole integration into QDU and things, you know, for doing the deployments and stuff, it's just all pretty neat for, for ASP.NET stuff anyway. It's very cool. And it's funny, I was doing I was doing this by hand, like, it was like three weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago at all. And now there's like a Visual Studio extension that does it all for me. And part of me is like, why I order, girl? And then the other part of me is like, this is awesome. It's so much easier now. But I had to learn how to do it the hard way. Well, I mean, so, that was similar to the, the mobile center, right? Yeah. You, go yeah, set, yeah. you go set up all those builds, and they're like, and now you just click these six buttons, and you have yeah. everything. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you, but I'm that. really angry with you right now. Anyway, there'll still be a job for consultants. So make one, don't worry <laughs> Gordon, you went to the MVP Summit this year, right? Or the last one when, you know. Yeah. And I remember Donovan on stage at, at some point. He demoed a right mouse click, you know, create continuous delivery, something like this. Was it this yeah. that he was demoing? Do you remember? I think that was that, that mobile uh, sensor, that Visual Studio mobile sensor stuff. Uh, okay. So, so he just went like, cool, here's my repo, and yeah, I want to build, and yes, I want to publish it to um, the iOS store, and I want it to be tested in the Xamarin Cloud, and that was like what he did, he did like 10 or 15 minutes, and that was with him talking and making lots of jokes and stuff between. Now, I do have to whine that all these cool things are always for Azure. What about on-prem people, the few, the proud, the 0.3%? Well, I've got a story coming up about on-prem later on now, have you know, so we'll come to that later. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's my turn. It's my turn, isn't it? We're going to talk about the new build editor. You know, I've been mentioning about I've been doing a lot of builds, and um, you, know, you, you can love and hate the... Uh, the at least TFS 2015 uh, build definition editor and, you know, a constant gripes I always have is like I'm always expanding the advanced sections. It's like I do this every time and I forget when I set stuff there on it. Well, there's a new build editor in VSTS and I'm sure it'll come to TFS. There's no question about that. Um, but a uh, RCG Maria shows you how to turn it on in VSTS. Remember, VSTS, free for five people. So you can go in and look at these and start playing with them today. And I'm looking at it now on one of my um, free VSTS sites. And I like it. I want it. You know, the advanced section is still there, but it's expanded by default. It's not even collapsible anymore. It's just cleaner, nicer, easier, more screen real estate. But you have to remember this is in preview, so you have to turn it on. And, and um, this post shows you how to do that. It's not hard. It's the same thing Martin mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Click on your, your happy face, go to preview features, and flip the new build editor on or off. I've had this one on for a bit, and... It's one of those ones where I flipped it on and I went and looked at the build and I'm like, yeah, that's how it should be. And, you know, it, it really 
wasn't noticeably you know often when the ui changes like that you get the who moved my cheese feeling mm-hmm. but this time it just felt so right and then i switched it off again and i was like well, why is that different switch it off again went back to build and i was like ew <laughs> you know and then switch it probably switched it back on again it's definitely one of those ones that it's going to be a huge improvement i'm almost like nah drop the preview already ship it you know it's uh it's pretty good <laughs> i'm really happy with it um, so I mentioned um, I had an on-prem story there for you as well. Uh, Subal again has been busy over on Donet Curry and did um, a cool another one of these really good walkthrough posts that explains how to provision VMs um, it, within TFS. You know, doing it on-prem for the whole uh, release management stuff because obviously doing RM to Azure in the service is dead easy. But like, how do you do that stuff when you want to provision VMs internally? And how do you set up VM templates? How do you do all the build agent stuff? And how do you get all that configured? And again, he's got an excellent step-by-step walkthrough showing you all the different steps along the way, showing you how to create VM templates, which I'd actually no idea how to do. You know, this is the sort of thing Mickey would know off the top of his head. We're using the SCVA MM console to create VM templates and go through and do the whole provisioning thing and install the plugin. So it's, again, a, a, a classic Subot article where it's a, a nice clear, concise, end-to-end run-through of a particular scenario. And if you want to know how to do it, uh, check it out. Question for you before we do our ALM yep. ranking things on it. Um, yeah. The Dev Labs. Yeah. Is the that, Test Labs in Azure. Yeah, or... Test Lab. No, the huh? on prem one. What was it? Do you remember? It was the whole environment. The lab, lab management. Lab management. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you guys know? Uh, can you share? Oscar came to me and said, Man, lab management looks awesome. I'm like, going, Oh, I haven't heard Jack about that in a long time. I think that might be like being depreciated in a way. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys know of anything? What's the future of that? Or is it just, it's there and... I haven't, I'm like you, Greg. I haven't had heard much talk about it for a while. So and I'm still sufficiently out of date that I know nothing that I'm going to, that I can, re- you know, that I can reveal, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard a lot about it, which, may, which makes you think, hmm, maybe it's not, maybe it's the RM stuff now. Because yeah. I know that, the, you know, it's the RM stuff is what, like the, the team, RM is kind of like, because the lab management stuff... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I'll go and have a look. I'll get back to you. Let's 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 part that for the next show. Okay. Yeah, I've got a, a a 2015 post lab management evolution. Maybe I should have just searched the darn web and uh kind of read it from here. I'll put the links in the show notes for people so they can see what this post is about. And what was the summary? Lab management around since 2010. As you're asking about the evolution of this article. We will describe how we are thinking about this area and what you can expect over the next few months, considering that this was written in 2015. Yeah, no, I'll just, I'll just go and ask. It's okay. okay. Cool. Now, ALM Ranger time. Can't be a show about ALM Rangers. We've got two uh, posts. Uh, both of them, I think, are from uh, Willie P. They, yep. Uh, we have the December 2016 ALM champ champ. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's the champ champ. That's a, that's a, that's a champion. I'm a Mateus Gold. And he is the champ. Tess is amazing. So, yep. Well deserved. Yeah, they're totally talking up. His, we talked about the offline test extension. So they mentioned that here. And uh, he is just, he's being recognized as the champ champ. Very Next cool. Uh, we need to do more of this in terms of, you know, picking out heroes and recognizing people who are just doing awesome things. So yeah, I want to do more of that sort of stuff. But no, Mateus, big, you know, golf clap for Mateus. Yeah, well done. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to seeing the offline test extension. So yeah, let's get it. Let's get it going. 
Um, also, we have another one of our, our cool introduction uh, that, that they do with the Rangers. There's so many Rangers, uh, it's hard to know, you know, what it is about. And so Willie c- does a continue, a you know, introducing the Nalem Ranger. This one was uh, Jeffrey Optum, mm-hmm. and a quick uh, four question: Who are you? What makes you tick? Where do you live? And why did you join the community? The links will be in the show notes for this. So I want to ask you, you, you two, while you're here. Um, very selfish because, you know, if, if I'm going to be doing the podcast, I might as well use it for my own means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How – and this is for you listeners too. I, I really want to hear your feedback. Email us. I'll give you the address at the end so you have to listen all the way to the end. If you haven't heard it already. Uh, developer boxes. Should developers be local admins on their boxes or would the removal of your local admin right um, from your dev machine cause you some – angst to put it like that. well that's an interesting question no they shouldn't have to be would the removal of it cause me angst definitely yes <laughs> so, it, and then go on go on I, I would say they have to be it depends on what dev they do so in like one of our products we have to deploy it into is it doesn't run in is express because it requires multiple apps and virtual apps to be running and you can't deploy it into is unless you're an admin yeah. You also, you also can't a, change your host file unless you're an admin, and we we do that DNS by host file quite a lot. So it would be impossible to do our job if we weren't an admin. Yeah, no, it's definitely I've run into it in a bunch of scenarios. And I think part of the problem is every developer in Microsoft has admin rights to their box, you know, and that shows sometimes. Um, and the, the, But I've worked in environments where that is a big deal, Um and like you know, being able to bind a machine to the domain isn't a normal privilege that people have, and yet people in Microsoft just do it all the time and don't even think about it. Um, having local admin rights isn't a normal thing to have, and again, people in Microsoft have it all the time and think nothing of it, and that kind of shows. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things that's quite hard to do. But it, in an ideal world, you shouldn't need it. But everybody, every developer does, because right? you want to get loads of it in. Where I'm yeah. wondering, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I'm wondering if there's a, I'm wondering if containers save the day here um, in yeah, environments I mean, where you don't have it. I've, if I if I think about it, like on sort of legacy stuff. Yeah. Um. So I mean, in an enterprise company with all our legacy apps, all those big monoliths, we need admin rights for that. But then, like you saying now, with containers and stuff, and all our new apps as like microservices. You don't really need admin anymore because then you can run those things in IS Express or run them in containers, and then I guess you don't need to be admins again unless you need to change your host file. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, well, I, I I just, go ahead. I, I, go ahead. Go. Oh, yeah, so on the on the on the <laughs> we got all the delays going on. On the container side, the the thing you can get now, especially with the Windows containers, Gordon, is you can actually get a win a Windows machine that is a Docker container. Um, and you can have yeah. you know you have full admin on like the 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 you know the Docker um, process that runs when you get when it's running your Docker script has full admin access. So you can script the things that get done as admin, and then de- copies the application over and then runs it. And you can debug that remote process from Visual Studio using the Docker tools. And yeah. I dare say right now there are places where the experience breaks down, but that to me feels like a potential of where we can go. And that has a lot of other benefits as well because w- when you're running in that way, not only can you have this machine that you know you can just destroy, it doesn't have to be your local turn that you're destroying all the time, um, and you can F5 debug and all that sort of stuff still. You can also just as easily deploy, you know, either deploy to a Docker container or deploy to a Linux VM from Visual Studio on your machine, be running Linux in a Docker container on your machine, 
own f 5 debug through .NET code in it. You know, so it's like this crazy new world, yeah. but still, it's it's, it's um, a really interesting and improved experience. But right now, I don't know that you can be successful as a dev for a lot of scenarios if you don't have local admin. I don't know. Can you, Gordon? Yeah, like I said, I think it's just with the, the legacy stuff. Um, right. I mean, I suppose, as with all things, um, as soon as you say, okay, well, you can't be admin anymore, you have to work out how to do stuff without it, right? Um, while, yeah. while you have while you have the shortcut, you're going to take the shortcut. And when yeah. it doesn't exist anymore, you have to figure it out. Yep. Yeah, we've been here at work. Uh, we've been nuked. The developer has been nuked from our local admin uh, groups on our machines. Oh, wow. And uh, for the longest time, we had the UAC where it would prompt you to mm-hmm. p- actually sign in. It wasn't yes, oh, yes, no. It was actually had to type in your name and password. <laughs> that was a pain in the butt. Um, but it did make it cognizant of, of how you were using it when you were elevating and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I quite like that. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with that. And, and, you know, Visual Studio, actually, in my scenario, everything I was doing was running fine. I rarely ever had to run Visual Studio in admin mode to do what what I needed to do. The 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 pissy part for me is every update. I mean, every, like, general extension. Every you know TFS update, every you know dot one update, you, you would I I have to submit a ticket now, you know, and that's just oh that's just painful, maybe yeah, kind of crazy. Or oh I'm not gonna mention that. Um, so when lost did you update your CV? <laughs> that's not what I'm not going to mention, Gordon. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar, delete, delete, delete. You didn't hear that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I was just wanting to find out, am I whining? Because now I've got this brand new Windows 10, not brand new. It's a 1511, so it's not even anniversary update, so I can't even run Windows containers on it. But I got this new, at least it's got an SSD drive. And I'm trying to, like, get Visual Studio installed, and I can't get it installed. I can't get manage, you know, SQL Server Management Studio installed, and I have to submit a ticket. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my five-year-old machine because I've got everything already installed, and it's fairly well updated. And I'll just eat the cycles I'm not going to eat because the, the thought of submitting a ticket. And, you know, the updates. How often do you get an extension update, you know? Yeah. Like I get, I, get, I look at my machine now. I've got twelve. So and they won't give me temporary local admin access. Yeah, you see, I know uh, I've had people. I just don't think. Well, uh, let's see. I mean, let's see if the listeners. We we could even do a poll. I don't. I, you could do a Twitter poll, Greg, or something like that. I don't know if anybody that can be. And this is this isn't great, but you know, being being a non-local admin, you just run into blockers all the time, and quickly, even when I've you know quickly. We've always had to have exceptions to actually allow people to do it and uh, get into get into that mode. So I don't envy you, my friend. Um, uh, but I'd be just to anybody got it. Twenty seventeen. You, if I remember right, you don't have to be a local admin to install it and update it. Is that right? Um, I think that's correct with the new stuff they've done. But the problem yeah. is, um, you're still going to run into those IIS issues. You don't oh, yeah, know yeah, IIS yeah. locally and all that sort of stuff. So Man, I would and I know with developers like you know part of my part of my like you know first day test is give, just give you the like can you think of a gift that's anything better than giving like you can tell a true developer <laughs> you give them a pc in the box and they're like super happy <laughs> <laughs> they prefer that to having a pc that's set up and yeah. so you know and getting the operating system down and you like and all that sort of and yep. and it's very counterintuitive it's very counterproductive because what you're ending up doing is running a five-year-old machine that probably you're not getting the latest corporate build on because you don't want to have your your admin rights taken off again and so you're actually running like stuff you're not 
not running the latest bits and you're not helping yeah. them or you or you'll end up bringing in a machine from home that's your own private build that's completely off and going doing development on it instead and just to work around them and it's like huh and then you end up in the situation where you have i have worked in the i've worked in environments where we had a whole separate network that was the dev network because we wanted our local rights and they wouldn't let us build the network with it so we just built our own rogue network and lived on it with our own ad yeah our machines are actually on our own dev network too and they're talking about blocking internet access for us and then just whitelisting very specific urls that we can yeah yeah, with a 4G dongle plugged in, work around them, and it's gonna, you know, and it's always kind of you have to the, with all these things, you have to make it easy for your development teams to follow the process. That's yeah. like, you know, make it easy for them to follow the process. Otherwise, they'll just work around it. And then where you do need restrictions put in, put the restrictions in, but have a have a um a safety valve that has you know kind of a suitable level of friction to it and the the one that you had before where it was like you had to actually sign in properly to get the uac prompt that yeah. feels like an okay compromise because it's hassle enough that you don't yeah. want to do it if you can avoid it but it's still possible without you having to go call somebody and being blocked and i would actually be fine if my normal Active Directory account, my G Duncan account didn't have local admin rights, but if they gave me a special, you know, uh, privilege P G Duncan, and whenever that UAC prompt, I have to use that to log in. So that could be explicitly audited and tracked when that happens. I would be okay with that too, but this, it just makes me crazy. All right, enough of that. Enough ranting. Yeah. Well, uh, do let us know, listeners, if, you can, if you've successfully worked in those environments or if you've got similar tales, then yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback about, about uh, being a non-local, uh, yeah, being a dev without having admin rights. How's that, how's that working out for you? Yep, and you can email those to us at radiotfs at outlook.com. Um, send us a tweet at Radio TFS. We're on Facebook as well, slash Radio TFS, or voicemail, one four two five two three three eight three seven nine. Give us a voicemail. We'll play you on the air, as long as it's not like Mr. Hinchin being all... No, actually, he was good last... last he was. Show. He was a good boy. I was very impressed. Very corporate. <laughs> uh, we'll play it on the air. Also, if you didn't get that phone number, go to our webpage, RadioTFS.com. It's in it's on the page. It's right there, along with links to um, the Radio TFS sticker and the DevOps sticker. So that's all there. <laughs> Visit the page. We don't put advertising on there. It's, you know, Martin's paying the bill right now for the Azure hosting. Uh, go there and, and let it be as it may. All $2.50 of the Azure bill. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so cheap. It's awesome. I think that's a show, gentlemen. Thank you for listening.